Davis in the Casa. Oklahoma where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, feel it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitting. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. While your tanks on eating lighter, people say I need it. You didn't know? When I hit the road, dog cities hear me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical. Spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Rocking like a booster for track, but what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Hello, welcome to Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario. Uh, my co-host is with me. How you doing, David? Pretty good. How you doing tonight, Mariana? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, round two of my voice is gone, but we got a W, so it's well worth it, right? Yes, yes. Man, Always uh, will take those Ws. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So this name of this podcast episode is going to be Two Game Victory Pod. Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, that sounds all right. That sounds good with me, man. Well, man, you want to start it up with some USL news? Yeah, um, so I guess this is the red card season right now for the USL. Um, there's been a red card or a double yellow into red in half of the game so far this year. There was two more last night in Wednesday games, so we've had 16 total red cards issued in 32 games. I don't know if the pro referees have been a issued a decree to call more yellows, but four of those red cards have been rescinded, including – our very own Rodrigo da Costa. Yeah, I'm glad that got reversed. Yes, that, that was big for us, especially in that Birmingham game. I mean, he paid dividends for us right then and there. Other than that, that's that's been the big news in the USL right now is just the continued foul calling by the by pro referees. So, but uh, at least they're cool. they're being accurate. You know, they're being consistent with it. <laughs> uh, I think some some fan bases might have a differing opinion on that, but uh. There's a, there's a full slate of games this weekend in USL. You want to go into those? Oh, yes, for sure. And you want to make some predictions? I will. Um, do you want to talk about the ones coming up, or do you want to talk about the ones from the past? Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the games coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Sounds good with me. All righty. Um, first game is going to be Detroit City playing the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in Detroit. At 3 p.m. Early game. Oh, yes. I can't wait we, until we get our early game. Yeah, I, I've got this one being in a 1-1 one, one tie. That 1-1 one, one sounds really good. I'm going to go ahead and go with that one, 1-1. One, one. You know, there hasn't been very many draws this year. So. Oh, you're right. We're going against the numbers right there on that one. Uh, the next game is going to be in New Mexico. New Mexico United plays defending champion Orange County. I've got uh, New Mexico winning this one 2 to nothing. Is that your upset for the week? It's not really no, big my- of an upset, but. Nah, my upset's coming up. Okay. Okay. So for me, something tells me Orange County is going to come come back and win this two to one. Third game of the Saturday slate is going to be Miami FC against Loudoun United. First place, Loudoun United. I know. After two games, right? Um, I got Miami FC uh, winning this one two to one. Yeah, Miami winning it two to one. Is that what you said? Yep, two to one, Miami. All right. And um, before I do my prediction, somebody asked me at McNelly's, what do I say, Miami? I used to live there. I'm Hispanic, so it's kind of like a 
it's it's a go-to for me. So that's why I call it Miami instead of calling it like Miami. But um, that's a that's an Oklahoma pronunciation right there, Miami. Yeah, for me it's Miami. But um, <laughs> well, uh, man, I gotta go Miami two to one as well. I promise We're I'm not. Yeah. So uh, the next one I think is gonna be a really really good game. This might be my game of the week. I agree. Birmingham Legion versus Colorado Springs Switchbacks. That's six thirty p.m. Yeah. In Birmingham. Yep. Um, man, I really like Colorado Springs this year. I think they're going to be dynamic. I think they have been dynamic so far. And, you know, I like Birmingham. I think they're going to be a fine – their team's going to be fine. But I've got uh, Colorado Springs winning this one uh, two to one. You got two to one. All right. Well, I do it every week. I'm one for one, but hopefully I can do it three for three this time. My upset of the week, Birmingham, three to one. Over Colorado. In the Birmingham news, they had a guy, re- he retired in midweek, Eli Cronali. Right. He uh, played against us Saturday night. I think he was in for like 15 minutes. He came there and, and his brother, Alex Cronali, is the one that got the red card. They, they lost a key player out there in midseason retirement. Man, first we do it to Oklahoma City. Now we do it to individual players. God, FC Tulsa, calm down. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, the next one is probably going to be one of the big, big matchups. Probably going to be heavily attended in Louisville. It's Louisville City versus India 11. A lot of people say this is the best rivalry in the USL Championship. Ain't this the derby with like a whole bunch of initials? Yep. Like they, the lip sack, something like that? L-I-P-A-F-C, the Louisville Indiana, Indianapolis Proximity Football Clash or something like that. It's Yeah, it's a long name. Yeah. <laughs> And this is my upset of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. India 11 winning this one to nothing. Wow. You're going the, for the away team at Louisville yep. Yep. and you're picking Indy. Yep. I think, I think Indy's had a rough start, but they got a really good coach and some really great players. And I think with their rough start, Louisville might be just overlooking them just a little bit. Okay. Well, my score prediction for this one is going to be 2 0 Louisville. I just can't see in the – I know they have a great coach and everything like that, but Lou City playing at home, I don't think they're going to lose this one. And next one's going to be a really fun matchup. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Rowdies in Tampa Bay versus the Hartford Athletic. I got a Tampa Bay winning this 3-1. to one. I just really love their attacking force with uh, Steven Dos Santos and Kyle Gregg and Sebastian Guanzati. I think they're just – they're pretty dynamic. This is going to be Hartford's second game of the season. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, I give it to Tampa. They got more chemistry. They've already played multiple games. Uh, I got to go 3-0 on this one. Now, here comes, I, I would say, the surprise of the year. The Las Vegas Lights taking on Memphis 901. I'll talk to you later game. on more about this. <laughs> but um, are you hopping on the train now? Yeah, this one in uh, going to be played in Las Vegas. I got this. Two to one, Las Vegas Lights. Okay. Well, I'm going to go say 1-0. Las Vegas? At Las Vegas, yep. All righty. Next one's going to be a battle of California teams where the Oakland Roots take on the Monterey Bay Union FC. I, I've got this one a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw, okay. Uh, man, uh, to be honest, it's it's going to be a battle on this one. This is the Bay battle, right? Yep. And um, it's going to start at 9 o'clock. Um, central timing, of course. Um, I'm going to go give it to um, Oakland. They've been 
I got them two to one. And the final game of Saturday will be down at Wild Horse Pass Stadium. Phoenix Rising is going to take on the San Diego Loyal, the fighting Landon Donovans off their fresh off their trip from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Phoenix is struggling out of the gate this year. That's it's not something that they usually do. I've got this one a one-run draw. And to be honest, after watching San Diego play, they are a contender for sure. It's going to be a dog fight, but I got to give it to the home team. Um, Phoenix is playing. They play great at home until they play Las Vegas or something like that, but that was a way. Um, I got to give it to Phoenix. It has to be a two to nothing. Two to nothing. Good score. So uh, that's the last of the Saturday games. We got uh, three games on tap for Sunday. First one's going to be at, at four o'clock in Central Time. Sacramento Republic versus RFC Tulsa. The second game of the Sunday games is going to be Atlanta United two versus Charleston Battery. We've got Atlanta United two winning this one two to one. I have to give it to Charleston. They played us pretty good, even though it was pretty windy that game. Um, I got to give it to Charleston one zero. Man, I just remember those games we played Atlanta last year down at uh, Fifth Third Bank Stadium. They just, I mean, Atlanta played so much better at home, and a lot of the two teams do play a lot better at home because they got uh, more access to their parent club's roster. So I know they don't like to send their their subs from the parent club on the road, so they, you know, they give them some minutes when they're at home. So I just think they're going to come out with a little bit stronger roster, maybe put it on Charleston. And the third and final game of Sunday is going to be Rio Grande Valley versus San Antonio, Battle of uh, Southern Texas there. I like San Antonio in this one. I know they're on the road, but I like San Antonio. So this is going to be my, my big score, three to two, San Antonio. Three to two. Oh, wow. Well, for me, this is a tough one, um, but I got to give it to San Antonio. I promise I'm not trying to copy all your answers to say, <laughs> um, but San Antonio has a lot of firepower. RGV, you know, it depends. They're hot and cold, man. But um, I got to give it to San Antonio two to one. Played the games for the USL Championship this weekend. Um, you want to go into the Wednesday games? Oh, yes. All righty. First game on the docket was New York Red Bulls 2 taking on Louisville City. Louisville City won this game 2 to nothing. There was goals by Wilson Harris and Ray Serrano. And New York Red Bulls 2 got another yellow or another red card. So I think they're up to three on the year. That Those uh, Sporting KC players are really paying off for Louisville this year with uh, Cameron Last- Lancaster out on injury. The second game was uh, Atlanta United 2 taking on Tampa Bay Rowdies in Atlanta. You know, I, I just gave this very elaborate speech on how Atlanta plays better at home. Well, Tampa Bay <laughs> went in there and won three to nothing. Yeah, Go by Sebastian Dalgard, Steven Dos Santos, and Jake LaCava. I haven't had a chance to watch this match yet, but I guess it was just an offensive onslaught by Tampa Bay. They had 26 shots, 10 of them were on target, and they completed 85% of their passes. Plus, they also had 55% of the possession. Yeah, so, I mean, so. just a good game for Tampa Bay. Third matchup on Wednesday was... RFC Tulsa take on San Diego Loyal, which we won one to nothing. We'll get into that one here in a little bit. And I'm guessing the absolute barn burner of the night was the El Paso Locomotive in El Paso taking on Las Vegas Lights. Well, Las Vegas Lights came up with a five to four victory. Both Cal Jennings and Danny Trejo for Las Vegas Lights, they had the braces. And here we go again with the red cards. Las Vegas had a red card. Yeah. Well, man, this game was actually hot. There was a lot of uh, attendance over there. I had 5,077 fans over there. And that Daniel Trejo, man, he had to be the player of the game. He had two goals and two assists. 
And I'm not sure if you saw the first four goals for Las Vegas. They were literally in a span of seven minutes. Yeah. The first goal was in 53rd minute. The second one was in 55th. The the third one's going to be at 56. And then uh, the last one was 60th minute. And that was the fourth goal, not the last one. But the last one that they scored was in the 73rd minute. I think there was a five goals in 12 minutes between both teams there in the second half. All, all nine goals were scored in the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I guess it was all defense in the first half and they, maybe they had a gentleman's agreement, just go out there and let it all hang out. But they did in that second half. The goalie for San, um for El Paso, Ian, uh, Newton, yep, I forget Evan his Newton. first name. Evan Newton, yes. He's already in the past three games that he's played as goalie, allowed 10 goals already in. Oh, man, I don't know what's going on with with him, but. Yeah, I remember he played for Indy 11, and he was just really, really good. And I think he's actually on maybe on loan from Vancouver down there. So, I he, mean, I guess there was high hopes for him. He was you know, one of the original Oklahoma City uh, goalies, is that right? Uh, man, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know on that one. I, I thought his uh, name I, was familiar because I thought he went to Oklahoma City and then he went to the MLS, played a little bit for, um, I want to say, Sporting Kansas City for a little bit as a backup, and then he got uh, sent to Sacramento. But yeah, I might be mistaken on that one. No, no, you're right. He he spent the 2015 season, season with Oklahoma Energy. He played in 27 games. Then he went to the Sacramento Republic, then to FC Cincinnati. Then he went and spent two seasons with the Indy 11. Then he went to uh, NYCFC on loan. Then over to the Vancouver Whitecaps, and he is uh, now on loan to El Paso Locomotive. So, yeah, um, he's a – He's a real talented player, I guess. He, he's he's just hitting a rough stretch, so I'm sure he'll bounce back. But I hope we get to play him anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yes, it um, would. The fifth game on the docket was Los Dos taking on Rio Grande Valley. Los Dos won this one to nothing out in Los Angeles. That wraps up all the games from Wednesday. Are you ready oh, for some, some FC Tulsa? I am ready. I am so ready, man. Come on. So uh, right now, Joaquin Rivas and Ronald Rodriguez are called up to the El Salvadorian national team. They took on Jamaica tonight. Uh, Ronald started the game, and Joaquin came on in the 61st minute. Game wound up in a 1-1 draw, so good good result for the El Salvadorian national team. They almost had had the game. Uh, Jamaica scored right in the ending. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a dagger for for them. Man, they've really put that – them and some few other players from the USL championship, they really put the El Salvadorian team on the map. And it seems like every one of their games have been really, really good, good uh, matches in World Cup qualifying. Yeah, I was watching the uh, the formation that they started off with was a four five one. I, I don't know about what's going on with that formation, but I never really liked that. I was like, come on, you guys have firepower. You have Joaquin playing off the bench. You need to kind yeah. of switch that up to a four three two one or something like that. But and they scored first, and then they don't know what happened afterwards. But three uh, FC Tulsa players are named to the team of the week this week. Uh, Joaquin Rivas, Gabby Torres were named to the the team, and then Sean Lewis was named on the bench for the team of the week. So congratulations to all three of those guys. Speaking of our great supporters, Sean Lewis is up for save of the week right now. So everybody get out on USLChampionship.com and vote for him. Deservingly. Deservingly on that one. Uh, season ticket holders, check your email. They've uh, – Send out an email link. The team has sent out an email link for U.S. Open Cup tickets that will play at 1-0 Field. So check your email link, season ticket holders, and get your tickets for 
that match. We'll talk about that one here in a little bit, too. Well, man, do you want to talk about the San Diego-Tulsa match? Man, yeah, let's just jump right in. Um, as uh, If you're listening to this, you listen, look at the title of the podcast, info that we won the game. So two in a row, how do you feel about that? Man, it's been a while. <laughs> well, man, I'm <laughs> excited, man. It was a great game. Um, I thought it was going to be ending in a tie. I know last week I said it was going to be a two-to-one. I, I know I, at the game I told you, I was like, if we can just sneak out of here with a point, that'd be great. But a victory would be even better. Yeah, I was just going to say, it just felt like one of those nights where it was just going to be a 0-0 zero, zero draw. I mean, it was cold. It, the weather was nasty. The guys, I mean, some guys took knocks that, you know, usually they'd shake off. It was just, it, made, it magnified everything. So, yeah, I was right there with you. I thought we'd walk out with the point. But, man, um, I'm actually really glad with our attendance. A lot of people don't know this, but there was, like, multiple concerts going on on Tulsa. I know there was another match, uh, an open cup match here happening with our local amateur team. And, but we still had over 3,200 people at stands. And, you know, that's nothing about it. You know, it's, it's not great, but it was, it was a good number. Yeah. Anytime we get to close to that, especially a midweek match and fill up half the stadium, uh, I'm happy with that. I mean, like you said, there was a big concert going at the BOK Center. There was a big concert going at Kane's Ballroom. Uh, another local team was playing just right up the road and then our big U.S. Open Cup match. So, yeah, it was, it was great attendance. Big big uh, news in this match was Sean Lewis picked up a clean sheet and that puts him right past Fabian Serta for the all-time team le- leader in clean sheets. So, congratulations to Sean Lewis. Yes. And uh, Dario, you got to go with uh, Gabriel Torres' assist. Yeah. Okay. On Foot Mob, they put Dario as an eight-point um, 8.0 rating at the game. He was actually the third in the FC Tulsa team for rating. Uh, first was um, Gabi Torres with an 8.4. Uh, Fenwick, he had an 8.1. And then there was Dadio, of course, 8.0. Oh, man, they played pretty good, man. That, that Gabriel Torres pickup, it, he is looking so good. Yes, I mean, it is. We, we had a great fullback in Matt Sheldon last few years. I mean, don't Get me wrong, I, at the, in the preseason, I was, like, kind of devastated he left. I know a few other of our people were, too. But uh, Gabby has just stepped up so great in that position. So, you know, kudos to the front office for seeing, seeing him in action and getting him on this team. Yeah. But speaking of the team, our formation that we started off was a 4-4-2, Lewis on the goal, Bourgeois, DSPA, Fenwick, Gabby Torres, uh, Ramirez, uh, Mulatto, Chuich, Suarez, DaCosta, and Brown starting off. But that, that first half, man, I think both teams were testing each other and seeing which one's going to be messing up first. But it, it was going back and forth, man. But um, it was a good match. Uh, that Sean Lewis, man, he made a couple incredible saves. Yeah, it was a great match, man. What do you think about the first half? And the only thing I really like is ingrained in my mind on that first half was that Machuca play down the right side where he nutmegged some guy, then he dribbled past another. Like he took it up from deep in the right hand corner all the way up to the <laughs> the other side of the that. ditch, and, and he was like stumbling out of control there. Yeah, but it was just it was just beautiful. He just got through like three or four people, and man, he's a small structured guy, man. But man, he has some speed and some ball dribbling on him. Yeah, reminds me of that other Marlone. Oh, yeah. Who? <laughs> no, my loan's great, too. And for for all the 
you know, pluses that we had, you know, San Diego controlled the possession in that game. I mean, yes, they did. They were, it was, I think that they were at 63%, you know. I, I was happy with our passing. I mean, we, we completed 75% of our passes, which is about normal for us. So, I mean, I was real happy with that. But I think the main, the big standout was our defense. Our defense is coming together. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, and it was not just the defense. Mulatto, you know, when they had that free kick outside the box, he threw his body into it. You know, it's a team effort. That's what I really like about this team. You know, we, we, got a, we got a real good solid back line. I mean, I know we were missing Ronald Rodriguez, but Fenwick, Phoenix, you know, he slid in that position for him. And, you know, it might be the Peter Chuick is making a huge difference there. I mean, I think him being a center midfielder, defensive center midfielder, and, you know, just adding that extra layer of defense for our team, I think that's that's meaning a lot to this club. Oh, yes. And it frees up Lebo to go, you know, do one of his passes in front. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that we really needed last year, and he's actually going to do it this year. And I know, he doesn't, I know he hasn't got a lot of game time yet, but uh, when Kimbo Cabado comes in about the 70th minute, 75th minute, he just adds so much energy to our club. Yes, he does. I mean, he is just – you know, he's from box to box, side to side, you know. And then when we were able to bring in somebody like J.J. Williams, that, you know, you got, Brian Brown's not a short guy, but you bring in J.J. Williams at 6'3", 6'4". <laughs> and then, like you said uh, last episode, his speed, and, you know, he's got a defensive mindset too. So, I mean, it's just we got we got some problems for some folks. Yes, we do. You know, we improved on from that Birmingham game. We only allowed eight shots, and I think they only had three on goal. So, I mean – we had three shots on goal or we had two shots on goal and they had three shots on goal. So, I mean, that, that's a push right there. We, we made ours count. Yep. Even though they had more possession and the pass accuracy was actually a lot better than ours. We had only 244 pass accuracy and that's not percent, just how many pass accuracy we had. And they had 456 and that's like an 83%, but man, it was, you can't just have, you know, possession without any purpose, you know, and we had the purpose. We, you know, we had a great ground defense and our attack was great as well. It was a really excellent game. I mean, I think Lebo took, got a little bit of an injury there around halftime. So I hope he, he gets better for the next matchup. We thought um, Bourgeois got hurt there in the first half as well, but he stuck it out and played and he played a great game too. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley, he, tough as nails so you know me and you both we thought he was he was going to come out but he he stuck it out and he played a hell of a game yes he did um you got anything more on the san diego game no that was a it was a good match uh not ever not sure if everybody saw um david's tifo of landon donovan uh drinking out of a water fountain but that was actually a great i had to point that out tonight <laughs> yeah i i want to do that since San Diego came in the league in, in what was it, 2020? But, you know, we was in the Western Conference that year right before COVID, and I was like, ah, he's going to come here. I'm, we're going to rib him, and, you know, but he never <laughs> – COVID happened. We got put in – what was it? Was it the Mountain Division? No, Central Division. The Central. Then the next year we got put in the Eastern Conference, so, you know, we hadn't got to see fighting Landon Donovan's until last night. Um, we got a big game Saturday at 4 uh, – I'm sorry, Sunday at 4 p.m. at Heart Health Park in Sacramento, where our FC Tulsa takes on Sacramento Republic. And they're coached by uh, Mark Briggs. 
Yep. Um, they've only played two matches so far, and uh, they won at home and they lost that away. Yep. Uh, and they lost to San Diego, the team we just beat. Um, a couple players to watch for me. It's um, Rodrigo Lopez. Um, I, I forgot how many years he's been playing for them, but he's been playing with them for a long time. But he's um, a 33-year-old midfielder, central midfielder. And then another player to watch for, all Tulsa fans know this guy, Connor Donovan. He's a defender and also an ex-Oklahoma City player. And then um, a guy that's playing up top, uh, Douglas Martinez. Yeah, he, he actually, he's I think he's, say what? He's a quality player. Yes, he is. I'm not sure if it was this game or the last game, his first game that he played, that he scored a goal. Another uh, key player for them is going to be a, he's a former Tulsa player. He played four, uh, four games for Tulsa, I think in 2016, Matt LaGrossa. Oh, man. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, right. And then they uh, got a Spanish player in in the offseason. His name's Keiko. Who uh, he's got a, lots of La Liga experience. Will this be the second game that we play another Keiko or Coke. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got some. They got some really good players. Them, um, you know. I think this is going to be a bounce back year for them. They had a rough year last year. If you don't know, Sacramento Republic was uh, trying to build up for an MLS squad. Sacramento uh, got got awarded the squad, but I think they had some investor back out at the last second, so they didn't get that. MLS squad, so they refocus on the USL championship. Yeah, I think they started that in 2016 after they won it all. And I think it was, was it 15 or 14 when they won the USL championship? Yeah, I, I want to, I'll look it up real quick. No problem. But um, yeah, they, they've they been for the longest time being promised. You know, they had um, old Don Garber go over there up there and kind of check out their stadium, have a little fan fest with him. And they've been promised to get it. Also, San Diego did it uh, last year as well because of COVID. It got kind of stopped their pursuit for it. That and their yeah. city council voted down on a stadium but uh, for San Diego. But, um, yeah, Sacramento's been hitting our hard rock on that one. Yeah, they, they won the USL Cup in 2014. Yeah, uh, they were supposed to build a nice stadium down in their, in their rail yards district, but it got a, it's been postponed due to not going to the MLS. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we we've got a history with this team. We've we've played them ten times. We've never beat Sacramento Republic. Yeah, we got a oh two and eight record against Sacramento. Our last uh, match against Sacramento was in twenty twenty. It was the opening day of twenty twenty, where we uh, I think Rodrigo da Costa had a la last second goal and tied it up one to one. But then a uh, COVID hit, so we you know the landscape of the twenty twenty season changed, so we didn't get to play them again. Since that game, well, uh, week one they ran a four-two-three-one formation, and week two they switched to four-four-two formation. So maybe maybe they'll stick with that four-four-two formation. You got anything more on Sacramento? Game's gonna be four o'clock Central. You can watch it on ESPN Plus or locally. You can watch it on My Forty One. And also, um, eighty-three United's hosting a t um, watch party at Empire Bar. Um, over there on Cherry Street by 15th and South Peoria. Um, come early, um, enjoy the match, and watch it with us supporters. Big local soccer last night, besides FC Tulsa. The first round of the United States Open Cup started. Tulsa Athletic played Azteca FC from Colorado at ORU's K Soccer Complex. 
where uh, Tulsa Athletic won three to nothing, setting up a Tulsa Derby, very first ever Tulsa Derby in Tulsa. How do you feel about that? Oh, man, I'm excited, man. This is it's been coming for a long time since both uh, since FC Tulsa was started. Uh, actually, Tulsa Roughnecks were started, and it should have been done a long time ago, but it's finally happening, and I'm excited about this matchup. Aaron Ubal had a goal in the 25th minute. Smoking Joe Garcia had a penalty goal in the 72nd minute, and Ruben Torres scored in the 75th minute for Tulsa Athletic. And like you said, you know, we've had these two teams in Tulsa. The Athletic were here just a few years before us, or before the FC Tulsa was, Tulsa Roughnecks. You know, you'd think we'd had at least a preseason matchup or something, but, you know, just hasn't materialized. I think there was one other time in the U.S. Open where we had a chance to have a Tulsa Derby, but I think it was uh, after they played the OKC Energy under-23 squad, and and they lost to them, so we had to play the under-23 squad. So I believe that was in 2017. Yep, that's correct. Well, the Athletic, they had their schedule dropped, too, for the NPSL. They'll be playing their opening game against Bartlesville in Bartlesville against Rain FK on May 6th. It'll be a Friday night. And they'll have their home opener at, uh, let's see, they, uh, they're moving to a new stadium in Hicks Park on Mingo Road. They'll be playing Club Atletico St. Louis on May 15th. Good for uh, Rain FK and Tulsa Athletic to have their, their season schedule drop. I guess we should plug that U.S. Open Cup match, too. It's going to be uh, April 5th at 7.30 at One Oak Field. And like you said, um, the front office and all season ticket holder members um, links to buy um, the Open Cup matchup at April 5th. They're going to have different prices, but I think all of it's pretty good pricing. Um, after Sunday, I think on Monday, they're going to be having it open for anybody to buy tickets. So do me a favor. If you're a season ticket holder, please check your email. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Tuesday night matchup. So, I mean, it's another one of those midweek matchups, but I, I think it would be amazing to just pack out one Oak field for this match. Oh, yes. I've got one big question for you before we end this show, Mariano. All right. But before right. you do that, I got to ask, is it bad or good? <laughs> no, no, it's it's good. It's, this is my Mariano hot take. I want, okay. I want Mariano's hot take for this one. All right. So with Sean Lewis becoming the all-time clean sheet leader for FC Tulsa, Tulsa Roughnecks, do you think he is a better – he is the all-time goalie for Tulsa or is it Fabian Serta? Oh, my God. You put me on the spot here. U.S. Open Cup hero, Fabian Serta. I got to think about this one. I, I knew it. You should have asked me this before so I could have thought about it because anytime I think about the best Tulsa goalie and I've had to pick between Sean Lewis or Fabian Serta, man, that is going to be a hard one for me, man. Um, they're both my boys. Um, I got to go give it to what's, what's more current. So, Sean Lewis, you are my favorite goalie of Tulsa all time you have it Mariano's hot take all right well (laughs) now it's your turn (laughs) so I gotta ask you a question now which best three central uh, midfield players from all time of Tulsa central midfield players all time for me um no particular order and you know Ariel Martinez I, I just thought he was, you know, in the midfield or, you know, he could play up front or on the wings, but he was just, he has that mentality I look for in a player. Like he's not going to take anybody's BS. He's just going to be, he's going to be the boss. He's going to dictate and he's going to make accurate passes and he's got some, some style and flair. So I really loved Errol Martinez. Uh, next one, 
you know, he's he's kind of the same in that same mold, but he had a little bit more flair to him. Uh, Juan Pablo Coffa. I was about to say. Yeah, those those two guys, you know, I in 2017 when Juan Pablo was here, it, it was just a thing of beauty to watch him play. I, I wish he – I know he went to Fresno the year after, but I wish he would have stayed. And my my third one, it's got to be Rodrigo da Costa. Oh, man. I mean, I know he's played as a false nine. He's played up front some, but he's been here. He's our all-time leading uh, goal scorer. He's tied with Joaquin, of course, but he's our all-time assist leader. I think he's all-time – or he's second all-time games, and he's either first or second minutes played for our team. He's just been everything. He's he's the only player we got in 2020. He's in the 20 goal, 20 assist club, so I got to give to Rodrigo. I know he struggled there in 2020, but it, COVID was a weird year. 2020 was just a weird year for COVID, but – you know, he bounced back amazing last year in 2019. I think he was he all USL second team, wasn't he? Yep. So, I mean, I think he's primed for another big year. Yep. Those yep. are my top three. All right. All right. I like him. I like him. Well, um, other – oh, wait. I have to do this big shout-out. Um, and also, I want him – I want to send an apology to him as well, David Bennett. He's my buddy from Boston. He comes out here. He's originally a Tulsa boy, but um, he was at the last two games. I want to send an apology and a big shout out to him. I'm sorry I haven't had a chance to put anything on iTunes yet, but I promise by this weekend I will have enough time, free time, and I have a match on Saturday. So I'll be able to put all these podcast episodes on iTunes. So watch out. We're going to be having those on iTunes here soon. Um, but shout out to David Bennett. You know, thank you for being a loyal supporter, always giving us feedback, and we really appreciate everything you do for this club here. Or, you know, I've even heard that you're going to go to the Hartford match, so good on you, and um, thank you for supporting this podcast as well. No, that's – I think that's all I have. Oh, um, wait, I do have something else. For the Eastern Conference standings, as, as of today, Thursday night, uh, Lou City is leading with nine points – Tampa's in second with seven. Tied for third, we have Pittsburgh and uh, Lodon, and they're tied on goal differential. And then fifth, Tulsa's number five with six points and two goals differential. And then everybody else is Miami, DCFC, Memphis, and Charleston. But um, And then the rest, you can fill them in. But, um, yeah, that's uh, – do you have any kind of takes on that? Do you, you think we should be higher than that or – any other team uh, that you're surprised about that conference standing? Uh, for us, uh, that Charleston match, I think we could have won it. I think if Rodrigo hadn't been sent off like he was, I think we were we were building. So I, I thought we could at least walk out of there with the draw. So, but uh, you know, Birmingham's had a tough tough schedule to start with Tampa Bay and us, and then they got to you know their next game's not any easier with Colorado Springs. So I think they're gonna they'll be. Birmingham would be a lot better, a lot higher than that. I think they're a definite playoff team. I mean, too. I'm just surprised that Hartford and Indy 11 are so low on the standings. Yeah. Hartford is, is 12, Indy 11 is 14. Yeah, Indy's going to have some growing pains with the you know new coaching staff. They lost a veteran coach, and they got a veteran coach in, but they're going to have a little bit of growing pains. So, like I said, I think they're going to beat Louisville, so maybe they'll start their upward trajectory. Well, great, man. Do you have anything else to say? I'm good, buddy. Well, it was a great episode. Um, 
Do me a favor. I hope you're getting ready to watch some U.S. men's national team play against Mexico at Mexico. No, by the time you guys listen to this, the game will be over. But do you have any prediction for the match? Uh, USA two to one. USA two to one. Okay. I kind of stuck in the middle of this, but I'm going to go for United States as a member of Barra seventy six, uh, the United States Hispanic Supporters Group. Um, I'm going to say dos a cero. Ooh. Oh, yes. How many people – is any players going to get choked tonight? Oh, man, I don't know. I just hope it doesn't happen <laughs> at the stands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, man, this is a great episode. I appreciate everybody listening to this. Do me a favor. If you like this, share this. Um, keep it on your Spotify and soon-to-come iTunes. Um, tell your friends about it. But other than that, man, vamos Tulsa. Vamos Tulsa. About the block you kick it on or the pot you pissing I'm from my how to hell of poverty where cops are killing The youth to lock in prison, gotta get from round this living I hold my own, and I don't even got a chrome I caught the Glock, mama oldest acting like he grown Now peep the logic, I got a heap of problems A mathematician, you see I gotta keep it honest A past offensive, from my childhood a force you to forfeit Turn snitch across over source work for corporate The hardship is not marked for fake artists barking The artsy astrologist a start to your rocket ship soon as i change styles the moment that y'all pocket it and prophets eyes prophesize giant size dollar clips for blessings there ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 jesus session forward and i can't go back lessons that i went through put some questions on my mental forward and i can't go back the stress that i've been through i left that in the rear view forward and i can't go back Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Yeah, uh, outsiders in the casa. Outsiders in the casa.